0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Monday, January the 16th, 2023. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, effusive which means expressing or showing much emotion if you I hope everyone is enjoying their Monday or will enjoy their Monday coming up off that weekend, coming up off that weekend. Back to work we go. Back to work we go. Just is. Just is. Man, uh, the weather here in North Carolina is looking pretty good, I got to say, except for at night, temperatures drop down into the upper 20s below freezing. And it is expected to rise up to almost 60 degrees today. I believe they said 56 or 57. Then later on this week, it's supposed to be 70-something Thursday. (laughs) Gotta love this weather here in the south. Gotta love it. In comparison to um, to other parts of the country, man, California is still getting hammered, slammed with this odd and unseasonably uh, rain. From that cyclone, that cyclone is still is still wreaking havoc. They're expected to get some more today. Uh, Nineteen people have died thus far, and in the South, the Deep South, uh, Georgia and Alabama, last week they got tornadoes. Nine people have died. Man, this is an odd and strange weather pattern continuing in the winter. Uh, I can honestly tell you I can't remember the last time we've had tornadoes or severe weather to the point uh, of rain and thunderstorms and and tornadoes in the south in January. I just can't remember. I'm sure it's happened before, I really can't remember. But, uh, man, California. Wow. Uh, So much for that old Tony, Tony, Tony song. It never rains in Southern California. That ain't true anymore. (laughs) I'm not laughing, but, man, The devastation, it it just continues. It just continues. All right, let's move along here. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. The NFL wildcard games this week. And, man, it was a, uh, (laughs) it's one for the record books is all I can say. Man, on Saturday, uh, the Seattle Seahawks played the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Seahawks lost 41-23. to 23. Really no surprise there. Uh, Debo Samuels is back. Wow. He's still looking good. Still looking good. And uh, this next game that happen Saturday night, man, that was a good game. The San Diego Chargers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars coming out of that AFC South. And, man, uh, they won 31-30 over the Chargers. The Chargers fault. I thought it was the Chargers game. But uh Trevor Lawrence and company said no way, no how. That was a good game. That that really was. I, I had a chance to catch that one. Um uh, I didn't get that to watch that Seattle and 49ers game. Uh I was at work, but man, that one later on. Wow. That that Chargers and Jaguars, that was a good game. That was, that was. Probably uh, I won't say the best game of the weekend, but it was one of the best. And Sunday, uh-oh, the New York football Giants defeated the Minnesota Vikings 31-24. to That was a shocker. Many say it was a shocker. Many say it wasn't. I mean, they, I've heard people say that the, the Vikings, uh, despite their record, they just weren't that good. I thought they had a, a little fight in them, but man, New York football Giants. They, they won. Just did Saquon Barkley. The guys, he, he, he just continues, continues to roll on. Despite the injury he had earlier in the year, he's come back and he's been that dominant force for the Giants. And next week they're going to be playing the Eagles. We'll see how that goes. We will see how that goes. And uh, the the Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Dolphins lost 31-34. to 34. The Bills pulled it out. And so they're going to be playing the Bengals because the Bengals defeated the Ravens last night, 24-17. to 17. I, I kind of thought the Ravens would hang in there, and they did look good and promising for a while, but then they just couldn't get it together. Just couldn't. The Bengals took over. So next weekend is going to be a rematch almost a month later after that uh, game was canceled, after the Buffalo Bills the, uh Defensive player Hamlin had that heart attack on the field. Next week is going to be the Bills and the Bengals all over again. We'll see who wins that. We will see who wins that. Certainly, like I said, it was a great weekend for some football. It just was. And tonight, (laughs) it will be the Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll see what the what them Boas are going to do with old Football Tommy. Can can that stellar number one defense can they hold Football Tommy? We're going to find out tonight. We just are, man. <laughs> yeah, you know those cow. Actually, surprisingly, the Cowboy fans have been pretty quiet. Why are you guys so quiet? Guess you guys know. Hey, we go through this every year. <laughs> Cowboys get to this point and then they just skin flop. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Hey, maybe they can contain old football timing. We'll see. We will see. <laughs> uh, you guys ain't going to no Super Bowl once again. I just gotta. I, I just gotta say that. I, I just. You guys ain't going to the Super Bowl. Just face the facts. You're not. You're not. You're not. All right. Let's move along here, man. Uh, in my last podcast, I asked why. Why, or oh, why, or oh, why are the prices of eggs so high? Almost $10 a carton in, in, in some places or in some stores. Now, uh, what they're linking this, this uh, price hike to, one of the things, the main thing they're linking it to is the avian flu, the bird flu. Uh, apparently, a number of birds, almost uh, 60 million, they're saying, had to be put down. So the demand is there, but the supply isn't. And they, they say, hey, that usually during this time of the year, especially coming off of the holidays, you know, everybody, Thanksgiving, Christmas, everybody's at home baking and, and cooking, and they need eggs. So they're certainly used to the a, a, a need for eggs. That's nothing new, but they just don't have a supply. They had to put almost 60 million birds down due to the avian flu. Now, that avian flu happened sometime last year back around... Uh, I want to say the end of the summer, somewhere around there, sometime in the summer, going into the end of the summer, uh, the avian flu broke out and, you know, hey, they had to put a lot of birds down. And, and that was also right around that time where we had that uh, chicken shortage, or oh, excuse me, chicken, chicken wing shortage, where, you know, went in the store, uh, just like the eggs, the chicken wings were, were, were $10, 15 $20 a pack. So it, it appears it has now trickled down to the eggs, stand the reason. So with them putting down those sixty million, uh, nearly sixty million birds, chickens, it has uh, caused the price of eggs to rise. Now farmers, uh, we also had a similar incident back in two thousand fifteen with these egg prices and, and you know the avian flu and and the chicken prices. So they're saying the farmers learned a lot from that and they've done everything they could to to control and contain the avian flu, but it came back. Uh, I guess it's like the flu for you and I, although uh, it, it's rarely detected in humans. Uh, it does happen. Uh, same flu-like symptoms for uh, regular old, old flu. Man, but man, uh, $10 for a carton of eggs. Wow. I'm sorry if I keep saying it, but man, it just totally blows my mind. Now, uh, Many of uh, uh, the, the economists and, and, and those that are in the farming industry are saying that we can expect uh, uh, the prices to come back down six months from now. So around summertime, hopefully, if we're lucky, prices of eggs will drop. Hmm, we're going to miss the Easter egg hunt. So They're saying six months. So if, if you're planning an Easter egg hunt, you better set some funds aside for those. Uh, the price of eggs. Because it looks like they're going to stay that way, at least until the beginning of summer or sometime during the summer. Man, it's it, 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 we've certainly been having a hard go with the economy, inflation, the price of goods and services, and 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 now the price of of, of food. And just wow, who who would have ever foresaw this coming? I mean, you know, we came out of COVID. And and we were saying, all right, we, we're coming out, we're we're around that bend, we we're seeing the, the the stretch, the straightaway, we can see the light, and then wham, inflation. And that sent the price of goods and services through the roof. So now it appears a, a staple in, in our diet that, you know, hey, uh, it, it, it it's it it's now right up there with the price of, of, of other groceries. Yeah. Just gonna have to fight our way through it. Just are, just are. Man. Um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> like I said, if you're planning that Easter egg, huh, you better set some funds aside for uh, eggs, because it looks like it's uh, it it's 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 going the price is going to be through the roof. They're saying you know the economist said that the prices of eggs now that's 50 percent more than it was a year ago. Yeah, it is. I told you when I walked in the grocery store and looked at the the price of the eggs, I almost fainted in the dairy dairy case. I couldn't believe it. $10 for a carton of eggs. Wow. Just wow. Just wow. All right, let's move along here, man. Let's move along here. Uh Uh-oh. Why, what do you know? Looks like President Biden finds himself in the hot seat. Oh, they found some more classified documents, this time at his residence. Why, what in the world? The first round they found, they found at, uh, at what they called uh, the Penn Biden Center in D.C. That's the little think tank he had set up for when he was running for uh, president. All these documents go back to when he was the vice president under the Biden uh, under the Obama administration. So he had a little think tank in D.C. where he, he, he was meeting with people. They were advising him on, on how to run for office. And apparently he left, or his staffers, mm-hmm. left some classified documents behind. And when the lawyers were going through his residence in Wilmington, Delaware, they found some more documents classified. Wow. Like what in the world? Now, he's come out, and of course, he, he said uh, these classified documents, he takes it very seriously. He understands that, that you can't just leave classified material laying around. The classified documents were intelligence briefings and memos on foreign countries, and of course, he you knows some stuff dealing with the U.S. Uh, internally also. So these documents were just left laying around. And, and apparently his lawyers and other staffers, they were going through that Biden, that, that Penn Center. Then they went to his residence. When they found those at that Penn Center, they went to his residence in Wilmington, Delaware, and they found some more. Now the president, like I said, he came out and he he said, hey, I understand completely. I take it very seriously, but he blamed, or he's, as he, he said, or alluded to, or flat out said, it was possibly, or it was flat out, some... Uh, let me make sure I get this right he said it it was the result of some sloppy staffers now that that has spurred many uh, Democrats and Republicans they're asking for the Department of Justice to step in and do an investigation Uh, hey the same day they appointed someone to start the investigation for the ones that they found at that uh, think tank in, in D.C. that's when they found the other ones at his home in Wilmington, Delaware. Now, when he was pushed about the matter, like I said, he came out and said, hey, I understand completely and wholeheartedly that uh, these classified documents are seriously and they need to be taken seriously and they need a... Okay, so... You have two separate instances and two separate uh, residents, well, one resident and one uh, office where these documents were just laying around or were left behind by sloppy staffers. Now, here's my question. Here's the catalyst for me. And I'm not going to do the little compare and contrast thing between him and Donald Trump, which is what the media and news outlets and, and Democrats and Republicans have been doing for the past few weeks. I'm not going to do that, even though it's eerily similar. My question is this. How often does this go on? How often are these documents just misplaced? Because that's what it is. They're misplaced. Uh, I, I know you have briefings, but don't you have a debriefing? Don't you take up the material? Or, or is it because, I guess, I gather, you're in a high position, so maybe there's a, a, a chain of trust that says you can hold on to the documents and you can uh, keep up with them. I guess when you leave or wherever you go, you take them with you. But it appears, it appears that's not the case. Because this like with President Trump. When he left office, he took those documents. Just like with uh, now President Biden, when he left uh, the VP, he took the, he left those documents. <laughs> I think that's the compare and contrast between uh, former President Trump and, and President Biden. One took him from the White House and the other <laughs> just misplaced him in his own home, in his own office. How often does this go on? And why isn't there any oversight to make sure once these documents are placed in the hand of those that are entrusted to, you know, hold on to them and, and keep track of them? Why isn't there some oversight to say, hey, can we get those documents back? Hey, I, I, there's certainly, I, I think after these two instances and, and quite possibly, hey, to be honest with you, I think there's going to be some more instances also that come up. I think they're going to start changing the way they do business in the White House and the Department of Justice and the uh, the Intelligence Committee. Uh, I think there's going to be a whole, there needs to be some accountability with these documents. I mean, you're just land, you're just leaving these documents any and everywhere, or you're taking these documents around with you any and everywhere, and you leave it. As odd as it sounds, it's feasible. These documents, classified documents, could get in the wrong hands. I mean, sounds like an old spy movie or or novel, but what's to say someone, uh, one of these uh, staffers, uh, they're in there cleaning up and they get a hold of it and they decide, hey, maybe I can do something with it. Or what's to say those old Russian spies (laughs) from the Cold War, holdovers from the Cold War don't get a hold of one of these staffers. Maybe even a, a lowly housekeeper or a groundsman, and say, "Hey, I pay you such and such. If you you know you find anything to, of interest, give it to me." What's to say they won't do that? I mean, hey, it makes for a great uh, novel, makes for a great spy movie. What's the reality that that can't happen? It can happen. Okay, hey, maybe it's happened, and we just don't know about it. I I just like I said, I just find it uh, odd. And that's the catalyst for me. How many times or how often are these documents left laying around somewhere and then suddenly they're found and they say, oops. I mean, uh, that's not a oops to me. That is a matter of security for this country. These classified documents about these foreign lands and and U.S. intelligence and and how the U.S. conducts business with foreign lands, whether it be friend or foe. Everyone doesn't need to have, uh, everyone doesn't need to be privy to that information. And for those that we entrust to uh, uphold our national security, to just frivolously just leave documents laying around or just bold and take documents wherever they want to go, it's saying a lot. We got some changes that need to be made. We need to start holding these elected officials, whether elected or appointed. We need to start holding these guys accountable. They've got some questions to answer. Certainly, the president does. I mean, hey, you left those documents in two separate locations. Why? What in the world? And all you can say is you, you, uh, you're, you're. You believe in classified documents and their security, and it must be taken seriously, and you do. But then again, you turn around and say, hey, it was a result of sloppy staffers. Are the staffers really responsible for your intelligence briefings and the documents? If it's placed in your hand or placed in your care, isn't that your responsibility? I would think. I mean, for you and I, it would be. Maybe there's a different set of rules for elected officials. Apparently. We'll see. We'll see. But, um, of course, you know President Trump has chimed in. <laughs> he know he had a lot to say. <laughs> he just did. Um, of course, he, he said, hey, why? what do you know? Are you guys going to do the same thing you did with, with me? It's time for the Department of Justice to step up and find out what's going on. He's right. He just is. It, 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 it may not be a, 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 a compare and contrast, but you just got you just got documents lying around everywhere. Who knows what else might pop up? Man. All right. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll keep an eye on that. Man, classified documents just laying around any and everywhere by (laughs) oops-a-stance. Oops. I I forgot about that. Wow. Just wow. Just wow. All right. Let's go get it. Man, you know I talked to you guys some weeks ago about the newly elected, uh, now disgraced, Representative George Santos from New York, he finds himself in the hot seat too. <laughs> Boy, these politicians, whether Democrat or Republicans, can't stay out that hot seat. Now, as I talk to you guys about as it relates to him, he, it was found, it was discovered, it was revealed that he lied. He pretty much lied about his whole damn campaign. He lied about his credentials, lied about his business. He lied about his family. He lied about his religion. But now. There's a call. For him to resign. Step down. I I, I gotta kinda. Sort of agree with you. But apparently. he, he, He can't be removed. From office for lying. But he can be removed from office. For campaign finances. That. Now these campaign these campaign finance laws. This is these are laws or regulations that politicians may, may, must follow from uh, money that they take in. Long short of it is the money you take in to run a campaign. You can't use it for personal use. It has to all go towards your campaign. You know your traveling, your campaign ads, your uh, your speeches, your dinners, or whatever, what have you. But it's been discovered that Representative Santos may have not only just used this one instance uh, with those campaign finance laws. He may have misused that money to rent out an apartment that he turned where we filed the paperwork. He said the apartment was for staffer, staffers. $11,000 a month. Apparently, there's an apartment somewhere uh, in Long Island, to be exact. It was 11000 a month. So, what happened? Well, apparently, there's a neighbor or several neighbors that say, hey, we've seen uh, newly elected disgraced Representative Santos and his significant other in and out of that apartment. They were staying there. Can't use that campaign fund. Can't use those campaign funds for personal gain or personal use. That's personal use. That money's supposed to come out of your own pocket. Whether you're getting those funds from the private uh, contributions or the public, it's supposed to be used for that campaign and that campaign only. You're not supposed to be using that thing, those funds to do what you want to, to rent you out an apartment or buy gifts or, or dinners or, or whatever or what have you. And It appears, according to that witness, That's that out what he was doing. I mean, his significant other were staying there. Now, there's a um, (laughs) there's a a chairman, the chairman of a a House Oversight Committee, a Republican from Kentucky. uh, Of course, he's came out and he's saying that, you know, the the red light or the red flag was raised during the, the midterms. That's when a lot of, you know, at the end of the midterms, those guys, they had those those people running. They had to come out and say, hey, this is what I use my funds for. And this guy, he stumbled upon it. This representative from Kentucky, he stumbled on it and he said, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We They've done some investigation. I honestly believe that when all of this came up. With him and and his campaign, his credentials, him lying about the business that never was—the one that he said he oversaw—the nonprofit now it looks like it never was. Him lying about his family background, him lying about his religion. I honestly think, yeah, the red flags were there, so they started digging a little bit, a little bit, and um, that's what they found. And apparently, this is what they're they're finding. Mm. Wow. Uh, I honestly believe wholeheartedly, he you should resign, step down. It's done, man, <laughs> it's done. You're caught, the gig is up, it, it, it just is, it's done. It's time for you to step aside. Now, uh, Representative Santos, has came out and said uh, he said on the podcast he was on the podcast last week he said that he will resign and he will step down when if the one hundred and forty two thousand people that voted him in there will sign a petition and then he'll step down. Well, it appears there's a former head of a GOP that has came out a GOP representative that has started an online petition. He said, "Let the games begin." He's going to get 142000 or more to have you step aside, more signatures to have you step aside, step down. You need to. You just do. I think when all that came out uh, uh, about your uh, lying, about your credentials, family, religion, and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I think you should have did the honorable thing, the respectable thing, and just said, you know what, I'm going to bow out gracefully. Now, some Democrats are saying that uh, newly uh, appointed Uh, Representative McCarthy and and, uh, other Republicans, they knew about this before all this came out. And they did and said nothing. Mm. If that's true, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But whatever the case, we know now, it's time for you to step aside, step down. It's time to go. Just time to go. Uh, From that $11,000 apartment (laughs) for you and your significant other, that you were using campaign funds to pay the rent, get along. Like, like the uh, the, the the gentleman that sits over the the uh, uh, the committee said, we can't kick him out for lying, but we can kick him out for uh, abuse of these campaign funds. And that's look like that looks like what they're going after. They're going after the easy. So apparently, I guess this is politics. You can lie your way in as long as you don't steal money. <laughs> Apparently, that's what it seems like. I mean, that's essentially what they're saying. I I, I, I got to be honest with you. That that sounds like what they're saying. That is what they're saying. They're saying, no, we can't kick him out for the lies, but we can kick him out for that campaign funds. Him taking that money, doing whatever the hell he wants to. Wow. A lot of people, a lot of people in New York, uh, if I was a resident of New York, there's no way in the world I could trust you. You lied. You lied about everything. You lied about your credentials. You lied about your family, your religion, yada, yada, yada. And now we find out that you're stealing money. You stole money for your own personal gain. I mean, 11000 a month and you're representing the state of New York. Yeah, there's a lot of people that get out and work every day in New York. That part of that district that you represent, uh, I believe it's Long Island or somewhere around there, a lot of folks get up and go to work every day and they can't afford $11,000 a month, right? And here you are getting campaign funds and paying for you and your significant other to stay there. You're supposed to have your own residence, I thought. That might have been what tipped the flag, might, what, what tipped the scales of sorts, if I could say that. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, buddy, it's time for you to step down. It just is. It just is. And back to those classified documents. Wow. That is... It, I'm I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm sorry. You, you just can't explain that away to me. You can't put it on sloppy staffers. You're personally, in my opinion, you're personally responsible. You were the vice president. You got these briefings and these memos and intelligence uh, information uh, however, often I'm sure you knew, or or or, or was it, it was explained to you that you couldn't leave these classified documents laying around, and, and you come out and say, "Yeah, I take classified material very seriously. It's nothing to you know uh, uh, push a, a brush aside, but it's probably uh, sloppy staffers that left these documents laying around. Why the hell are the staffers?" Looking at classified documents. Uh, maybe they have security clearances. I'm sorry. Chances are they go. You left those documents laying around and they picked it up because they found it. Those lawyers and and other staffers were going through those offices and your home and cleaning and found those documents. Wow. Mm, 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 mm. Uh Maybe there's no comparison to President Trump. President Trump took, uh, took those from the White House, but whatever the case may be, there's no uh, custody chain. You can't, you don't sign it out, or or you sign it in, you sign it out when, when when the briefing's done. Can you just hold on to them? I think there's going to be some changes. There needs to be some changes where you not only sign it in and out. They need to make sure you, you have somewhere secure to leave these documents. And, and whenever you leave a residence or a, a, a office, you need to be asked and held accountable and, and verify that you have those documents on your person. They aren't still in that office or in your residence. Yeah, Department of Justice, you guys got to step up. You got to change this. Uh, this ain't something new. I, 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 I gather this goes on quite a bit. Um, certainly something to think about. Certainly is something to, uh, be made aware. And, and now we know national security, um, is there really any national security with this? You may be saying, well, that's it, who knows what was in those documents. Who knows what was in those memos? Who knows what was in those intelligence, intelligence briefings? Just like I said earlier, a lot of that stuff we don't we as regular old folks, we don't need to be privy to. And Lord forbid if it gets in the wrong hands. Any and everything could happen. Just a thought. Just a thought. Whether whether whatever your political affiliation is or or, or whatever, whether you like President Trump or you hate him, or whether you like Biden, President Biden or hate him, that's national security. That's your security and well-being just floating out there, any and everywhere. Hell, uh, who knows if, if with these? Uh, <laughs> who, who knows what is going on with with these classified documents now? Yeah, any and everybody can stumble on. Them. Like I said, what's to say that lowly groundsman or landscaper or maid or whatever what have you couldn't have found some of those documents, and someone or, or could have approached him or her and got them to, to give them the documents. And who knows, like I said, what was in those briefings? It's, to me, it's a very serious matter. Just is, just is. I, um, I can't give it any pass because you belong to a certain political party or, 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 or whatever or what have you. Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, this sloppy way of doing business or conducting business as it relates relates to uh, our national security, I don't care who you are, you need to be held accountable. You need to, you got to answer some questions and some steps need to be made to make sure you don't do this again. You hold on to those documents, they where you go, you take them with you. I'm sorry, not sorry, just is, just is. Hey, I, I'm getting ready to get out of here, but uh, I'm gonna, uh, my next podcast, I'm going to devote time to uh, something near and dear to my heart: um, veterans and the suicide rates. Yeah, it's it's uh, just like in our society in America. In our society today, the suicide rate is skyrocketed, and it has really skyrocketed in the military. And and, and it not only entails the veteran veterans, but active duty military personnel. More specifically, the Navy. The Navy is saying we, now they're saying we have a huge problem and we have to address it. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, suicide rate in the Navy. Wow. Uh, Certainly understand. uh, As a veteran, hey, I can tell you, it's a hard go being in the military. And it gets even, it, it, it gets worse. When you get out and you're trying to reassemble yourself into regular a- everyday society, military life and civilian life is totally different. And now we know we have a problem here in this country with our uh, military personnel and our veterans committing suicide. Huge problem. Huge numbers. The numbers, wow. Just wow. Well, I'm going to get out of here and skedaddle. It's time for me to move and motivate. Yeah, I got to go into work. I got to go into work. Well, that's all for me today, and I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer, feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And also, YouTube, get down in those comment sections and let me know what you think. Whether yay or nay, hey, I won't bite, not physically, verbally. Uh, we can have a nice, mature adult conversation. where you agree or disagree? Hey, I've been on this earth 49 years. You ain't going to hurt my feelings. I've heard it all. I've heard it all. Um, you can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Pocketcast, Radio, Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And now YouTube. And hit that like and subscribe button. In addition to getting in those com- uh, comment box and letting me know what you think about me. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. My name is Stephen Cornegay. This is Just a Thought. Amen.